Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Greetings and welcome in LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN, Wednesday morning, November 2nd, 2022. I don't know why I'm using this voice right now, but thought I'd change it up a little bit. Now we'll go back to the regular voice. 59 degrees. Please do that for three hours. In the capital city. <laughs> uh, another uh, couple of days in the upper 70s to enjoy before we cool off a bit, and then uh, and then we actually warm up again one more time. One more time after that, like next Tuesday, a week from Election Day. Election Day is, uh, they got like 73 degrees right now for Election Day, too. But uh, but but I did get an email from Dr. Ken Dewey as we were figuring out his next Uh-oh. appearance, and he said, the switch is coming. The switch is coming. And so he's going to be on a week from today, and I think he thinks that's when the switch is being flipped. So just a heads up, he says the uh, the flip is coming. I'll believe it when we don't come into the station and it's 10 million degrees. Yeah. Well, I, the cargos are still, I'm still rolling out in the cargos almost every day. Haven't, haven't put them away yet. Uh, all right. We got a good show for you today. So what chaps you had Wednesday. In fact, if we've got the volume, we even have another, we have another open segment today at 810. And so we can have a little overflow. What chaps you had Wednesday. If we have the demand for it, uh, you can already start to record what's chapping your hide. The Brickstein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. Uh, I believe the Facebook page did go up today, facebook.com, because I I made sure it did. So facebook.com slash LNK today. I also put it up a little earlier than usual yesterday. So if you want to contribute that way, you can as well. Or we'll open up the phones at 710 for you to get off your chest. Whatever it is that is driving you nuts. I also have some Fantasy Huskers keywords at 635 and 810. So make sure you're listening at those two times and ready to text those in as well. John Bishop is going to join us. Uh, today to talk a little Nebraska football and more. And um, yeah, morning drive, sound off, uh, talk with cop. Going to be a busy Wednesday on the show today. Well, I guess that was a bunch of hand-wringing for not for Ben Sass (laughs) and the University of Florida. It's going to take a little bit more than a few students doing chants in Gainesville inside a building so that no one can hear anything to derail the Ben Sass presidency at the University of Florida. If you have not heard, he won unanimous support from the university's board trustees at the conclusion of their meeting yesterday. The state's board of governors will meet November 9th in Tampa, Florida. I think it's fair to say, I guess, I mean, I would be lying if I acted like I had some sort of extensive insight on the role of the Florida Board of Governors and if they're likely to give the thumbs up to this, but I feel like they probably will. And Ben Sass then will resign from the Senate in late December and timing out perfectly for the new governor to make the appointment uh, to the Senate. Uh, if Jim Pillen wins the election coming up on Tuesday, one would think that will be Pete Ricketts. So there you go. That is that. Ben's a gator. Get the orange and blue on. 
and let's get ready for the uh, the career of Senator Pete Ricketts because it's coming down the pike very quickly. Yep. So that's where we are. That's where we are. Now, the only, still the only interesting question that is out there, well, not the only interesting question, but one of them is, is there, is, are they still going to try and find, are they going to try and find a way to get Pete Ricketts in just ahead of the new class of senators that will be elected a week from yesterday to give him a leg up on seniority by a few days, which could be very significant with the way that seniority works in the Senate. Will they, will they, can they find a way? And I say they, uh, I mean, I guess I just mean, could, could Ricketts accomplish that? Um, but that would have to be done then before Pillen, in my scenario, would be sworn in as governor to be able to do that. Because otherwise, you're going to be behind them all. So it would be, have to be a situation where the governor either steps, the governor either either steps down, lets the lieutenant governor have the uh, have the governor's office for a few days, and have him has him nominate him, or somehow achieves nominating himself. Uh, would be the opposite, the other wide. May, I don't know how big important that is, that seniority is going to be to the governor. I know there are some people who think that's a huge, huge deal here. Um, so we'll see. That, but that's. I mean, really, that's a big question left. I, I believe the the dates are uh, senators are sworn in January third, but the governor like on January eighth. Yeah, I think it's a. I think you're right. So I think you're so like yeah. So you would be behind. Yes, you so, would be behind that class rather than in front of them or co-equal with them in terms of seniority. Correct. So, but here, by then we'll also know which party has control of the Senate, and that's going to make a, a difference too. In in uh, who, if if it is in fact Senator Ricketts, uh, he's going to have a better chance of getting appointments that he likes. If Mitch McConnell or another Republican is the spe- um, oh sure majority, if you're in the majority, yeah. yeah. Which still seems to be, according to the forecasters, right on the line. Yesterday, five thirty-eight had it exactly the prediction fifty-fifty. They just had an exact one-half chance. Republicans would have control versus Democrats having control of the Senate. Now the House is a different story, and that looks, um, at least again, again according to, proje- to projectors like five thirty-eight, looks significantly better for the Republicans on that. We will see. You only have six more days to speculate. About that, uh, d- uh, did you um, did you read though, Mark? That there were there were some qu- interesting questions that the the Florida uh, governing board asked of Sass, asked him about if he had had conversations about DeSantis about this, or had he been kind of ushered through the process by anyone associated with Ron DeSantis? Sass denied that. Uh, Sass asked about LGBTQ, LGBTQ rights. Sass said he recognized the universal dignity of every human being. There would be no change in the university's policies about those rights. Um, so there, so there we go. A uh, couple of couple of an interesting things that were uh, that were said at that point, and. Um, and Sass said essentially, hey, he's no longer, he's not, this is not a partisan position and that's not, that's not what he's going to make it. It'll be interesting to see if he can pull that off. It will be interesting to see how, and I don't know how closely we're going to see him. Um, I don't know how visible he will be in his job at the University of Florida, Florida, 
but like most of us only know Senator Ben Sass. We only had exposure to him as Senator, not a lot probably before that when he was at Midland um, or, or previously in his career or when he was wrestling for Fremont High School. But it'll be interesting to see how, if he comes off like differently than he did as a senator when he's the president of Florida, like is a SAS speech, which he'll have to give some of ceremonially, is a SAS speech going to sound, is it going to say, are you going to say, yeah, this is a really different guy than when he was senator or not? Are you going to say, sounds like the same dude I remember? Well, he will obviously be testifying before the uh, Florida um, uh Congress, if you will, the House of Representatives and the Florida Senate on different things. So, yeah. and he'll he'll be uh, getting cash for the state university. Yeah, um, you know he'll be looking to help raise funds and, of course, be out there. Mm-hmm. You don't suppose they'll open a runza and so he can sell runzas? At I, UF don't, games. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but he he just said he's making a pledge of political celibacy. <laughs> that, was, that was the word he used I, how about we all do that could we all maybe we all do that let's all get together and have a mass pledge of political celibacy here as we lead into the no not interested okay i didn't think so uh, I, I, I did notice along those lines that at least uh one big fight political fights over this uh last week which one is that? Uh, Herbster and Slama both dropped yeah. their lawsuits. That ha- yeah, I guess that did happen at the end of last week. It was kind of quiet, yeah. but it just all of a sudden that went away. Well, the, the I wonder if any money changed hands, though. That's well, I mean, well, who knows? I guess. Well, I know you, there was no disclosure of any details of some kind of a settlement. Was this something where? the the attorneys just mutually agreed okay we're we're both done with this or did one of them say i would think that would more likely be herbster but i don't know did someone say hey why don't we settle this thing in exchange for this you know the assuming assuming a settlement amount you drop your suit i'll drop my countersuit uh, or vice versa and and we'll be done with this thing I, I don't know, but boy, they were sure they were both pretty passionate about that thing. Come a few months ago, yes, they were. They were, they really were, but not, not anymore. Nebraska Supreme Court today going to hear arguments uh, from a union that uh, representing DHHS employees here in the state. Okay, what do they want? They want to be able to wear blue jeans Monday through Thursday, which they say is negotiated in their contract, but the uh, department says, nope, not Monday through Thursday. That's really the crux of the case? Yep. It's about blue jeans? It's called the battle over the blue jeans, or hey. better known as Denim Gate. Hey, I get it. Nebraska I, examiner uh, Paul Hamill's got the story this morning. You now. know what? Let them wear, let, let wear blue jeans. Come on. I will tell you, I being having worked in a job, in one job where my my required dress was generally very formal, and now working in a job where my required dress you is you got to have something on, got to have something on, something <laughs> just show up, something covering <laughs> the things. I will tell you, my quality of job life is so much higher because of the former. Um, the the ability to to do that and i get it i suppose 
You don't want to risk, you know, not looking professional. But it, man, it's almost worth. It is almost worth it to me. Whatever I just being able to do that. I don't know. That's a huge like morale thing for me. Some people might not care as much, but I don't know. I have a. I don't know. I've just got an aversion to dressing up. I, I, I like I get something on my calendar. I know I'm gonna have to dress up for. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. And I think I just I just dread it until it comes. It's because, you know, and, and at some point you're you're you get to a place with your body where you feel you, there's just a certain type of uh, the way that non dress clothes fit that just seems to behoove you in comfortability significantly more than dress clothes. And I think that's certainly a part of it. For me personally, I know one thing. For years, I had to wear a tie because oh, and the ties suck. Ties are terrible yeah, because I was doing television, and then yeah. and would fill in, and that was mandatory back then. And even in a management position, I had they wanted you in a, in a tie. And but boy, once that went away, it's it's tough to get. Back if to I could never a wear a tie again in my life, I would absolutely take that deal. Absolutely, just uh, there's yeah, not not at all. Uh, don't enjoy don't enjoy ties, but yes. But yeah, I used to people people can't believe it. I used to wear a used to wear a suit to work every single day. Used to have a whole closet of suits. They don't fit me anymore, but well, I Well, let's I face did. it. Both of us have bulked up since our suit wearing. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Mine are long gone now. Uh and uh Casey Thompson, I don't I don't know. I I still don't expect him to play. Uh, yeah, he's I mean, Mickey sounded more optimistic about it, but I don't know. I'm I'm hearing too that maybe don't get too optimistic about it. Um, at least for this week against yeah. Minnesota. So we'll see. He's calling him day to day. Um, he said he. Uh, I mean, his press conference. He did sound more more optimistic about the possibility than he did on Sunday. But I guess you and I are both in the same place that. We think it's going to be the other guys, some form of the other guys. Chuba, which one and when? I don't know. Chuba and or Logan. It, I it assume, could be one of them. It could be both of them. I'm going to guess you're going to have both of them in at some point. I bet you. I would too. be surprised if you didn't, because you go back to the game Saturday, and it seemed like there was some, um, I don't know some cross signals in terms of who the backup was going to be mm-hmm. between the two of them. I just think that got worked out, though, this week. Well, we'll I don't know if it did or not, because Logan goes in first, mm-hmm. okay? And then Mickey, going on the way to the, the halftime, tells Tom Luganbill from uh what, what was it ESPN that had the had the the game yeah, or was, ABC. It, or was it yeah ABC tells him that Logan's going back in for the second half basically mm-hmm. that Mickey's out comes out of halftime talks to uh talks to the network the the Jessica radio network Cody talks there, to Jessica yeah. tells Jessica that it's going to be Purdy yep something if my timeline is right and I'm pretty sure it is something changed barring him just making a verbal mistake there something changed between the beginning of halftime and the end of halftime yeah with the plan okay that's interesting that's interesting and it makes you wonder how the plan this week is is uh exactly figured out and 
who's got the upper hand in making the decision who is going to be the quarterback who is playing. Well, and I think a big part of the likelihood of seeing both quarterbacks is because you don't know where that success is going to be. If if one comes out and starts, let's say it's Chubba, for instance, and there's an interception on the first couple of drives, which is, I mean, that that's not going outside the realm of possibility uh, no. <laughs> um, for, for, for his skill set as kind of a gunslinger. Let's say that happens. Well, you're probably going to be quicker to pull the trigger on, on putting in Smothers then. Say Smothers is in. He's most likely going to be running the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. Does he cough it up? <laughs> like there, There's a possibility for both quarterbacks to make mistakes that mean the other guy is going to get an opportunity yeah. to replace them. Yeah, I think you'll see both. Let me ask this question. Could weather be a factor? In in who is there the run game versus pass game? May, I, I maybe mean, I mean right uh, now we've got conflicting forecasts. Well, now it says partly sunny and fifty or mostly sunny and fifty nine. So but the weather service is still calling it calling lower fifties. I rain. suppose if there's rain, maybe that gives you go a little bit more to Smothers, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah, on the run game. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'd kind of like to see what they can do with Smothers. He's also got some ex, some experience in this role and new offensive lineman Jalen Weaver. Um, yeah, and there's, yeah, well, that's a, a guy switched from defense to offense, you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I'd kind of like to see him. We didn't get a big sample from him last time around. I just don't know if Whipple has, you know, I don't know if Whipple likes to call running quarterback plays. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's got, I don't know if it's in the arsenal. I don't know if they're practicing him or not. So we will see. Kenny Pickett resembled Chubba Purdy a lot more than he did Logan yeah. Smothers. Yep. That's probably that's probably probably yeah, that's probably fair. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Caleb's got full sports. He's gonna get you ready to Nebraska volleyball plus state volleyball getting started today here in uh, Lincoln, and so uh, big big week of volleyball, including games throughout the day and tonight as well. Six twenty six. Uh, by the way, have you heard of the, about the joke about the giant? Uh, no, uh, never mind. It's over your head. <laughs> six twenty six on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Iron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first... Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Pick five up for grabs to make that pick, uh, which, by the way, you are predicting how many completions Nebraska has against Minnesota. You need to text us in the following keyword to the Rick Stein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. That keyword today is golden. G-O-L-D-E-N. Golden. I love golden. Um, yep. So that's what it's going to be. So, <laughs> so write that in. 
my goodness, we only have we only have Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa weeks. Three mm-hmm. more weeks of this, and the Iowa week will be a very be a very shortened that, one. That's a short one. We'll have because, no show on Thursday. Well, and we'll have the uh, the tailgate on Wednesday that week. Is that the plan? That's the All plan. Right. Well, we'll still have the picks then, but we'll have, probably have to do uh, multiple three a picks day. each day. Yeah, maybe two on probably two on uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday or something like that per time. It's the last week. We'll, let's just do twelve picks, two at yeah. every opportunity. Hey, real uh, quick heads up. So anyway, text that that word in golden, then you might get selected to make the pick. And I, I'm I'm curious, by the way, people have won. Have, have they've got any uh, cool gear at alum? What's the hot gear at Alumni Hall right now? Are we going? Yeah, what are you getting? Are we going jerseys? Are we going uh, caps? Are we going uh, Husker volleyball gear? Um, Just getting a standard are, polo? Are we? Yeah. Are, are we jackets? Where are we at here with the gear right now? Uh, I I don't know that I've um, I've I've been by them. I'm not sure I, that I've been to any of those stores inside those stores since they switched over to Alumni Hall. So I need to get over there at some point. Um, get over there at some point and check out what they've got. Hey, uh, speaking of getting out and about, I am going to be out and about on Friday. Salvation Army Turkey Drive. Another year we've been partnering with the Salvation Army to make sure that everyone in the community who would like to have a traditional Thanksgiving dinner is able to, and the Salvation Army does a ton to make that happen. But we also need your help as, excuse me, as well. This year, more than ever, families in need, um, families in Lincoln, I should say, need your help to have a warm holiday meal. So if you join us for the Salvation Army's annual turkey drive on Friday, November 4th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., we're going to be doing it at two Hy-Vee locations this year. So we've streamlined this whole thing to make it as easy as possible. We'll be at Williamsburg near 40th and Old Cheney and uh, also at 70th and Pioneers. You can make cash or food donations right in store. Broadcast House Media Stations are going to be broadcasting live all day long. I am going to be at the 70th and Pioneers location from 1130 to 130 on Friday. So if you want to stop by, say hi over your lunch hour on Friday, make a donation. We would love for you to do that. Make sure you say hi to me. I'll be right at the front of the 70th and Pioneers. Hi, V. Your donation makes a difference with KLIN, Hi, V, and the Salvation Army. If you want any more information on exactly how that's going to work, we've got it all right now at KLIN.com. All right. Time for us, Caleb, to get into the sound off. By the way, we're going to have talk with cop officer. Chad is going to be coming in here and joining us here uh, about a little over 10 minutes from right now. Uh, but we are going to start today. Um, let's, should we get the politics out of the way like we yeah, do at the beginning? Let's get the, let's get the politics out of the way uh more polls you ready for more polls we're uh, six days away right now we gotta kind of kind of got to take the temperature every single day on where we've got and uh let's find out more about that from brooks Ingman. let's begin in pennsylvania where a new poll shows democrat john fetterman leading dr mehmet oz by a single percentage point fetterman publishing an op-ed for fox news yesterday that reads in part quote whether it's rising crime or rising costs we need leaders who actually understand the problems we're going through here in pennsylvania and who have the experience and the idea 
ideas to do something about it. Meanwhile, in Nevada, Republican Adam Laxalt leading Senator Catherine Cortez Masto by just one point, according to the Real Clear Politics polling average. In Wisconsin, a new Fox News poll showing Senator Ron Johnson holding a three-point lead over Democratic challenger Mandela Barnes. All right. So still in all the in your Pennsylvanias, your Arizonas, your Nevadas, your Ohio's, your Wisconsin's, your you, you got that huge group just in the Senate Senate races that are going to be uh, very close and are going to determine the balance of the power of the Senate. That doesn't even mention, you know, we do have a governor's race in Nebraska, but you've got a bunch of state gubernatorial races that are going to be tight two that will have a significant impact as well on kind of where the state balance of power is with the with the executive branch there as well of course we do have uh, election coverage on tuesday we're going to do local coverage for you starting at five with drive time lincoln and we'll be going into the evening through the results coming in we'll give you the updates we'll give you the analysis we'll give you the conversation about what's happening and reacting live on our election coverage uh team election coverage uh KLI newsroom jack riggins myself Caleb, Mark Vale, Tim Herza, going to be a big crew of people in here helping you, uh, helping you understand and analyze what's happening with the election results. Uh, then you got this in Arizona. I don't know if you've seen any of the video, but some of these ballot boxes, they've got like, uh, there's like people patrolling them, like armed people patrolling them. And I'm not totally sure exactly what they're like looking for with this whole thing, but. The courts are saying, yeah, maybe you can't do that like you're doing it exactly. A federal judge has agreed to put limits on people who've been keeping eyes on ballot drop boxes in Arizona. But that judge said it was being done in a way so as not to impact anyone's constitutional right to assembly. The judge issued a restraining order against Clean Elections USA and other groups. The order came after voters said they felt intimidated by some people carrying guns near the boxes. The judge's order says the groups are barred from filming or following anyone within 75 feet of a ballot drop box and they're prohibited from carrying firearms within 250 feet of a drop box. Jill NATO, Fox News. What do they, they have guns for out there? Brother. I'd be rolling my eyes so hard if I went mm-hmm. to vote at one of those places and somebody was like super stocked up and armed guarding it or or whatever it is who do they think they're looking for that's a great question i I don't know i don't know the answer to that um uh and then we have this uh this uh paul pelosi thing and new details coming out on this so the guy uh the guy who is in jail for this who's been arrested for this uh, is going to be held with no bail on state charges. There were some discussions uh, about, you know, people getting together and paying us bail or something like that. Well, it's not going to happen because the state charges are not going to have any bail associated with it. And by the way, it'd probably be the feds would probably pick him up even if he got bailed out of the state level. David DePap, the 42-year-old accused of attacking Paul Pelosi, held without bail, entering a plea of not guilty through his attorney in San Francisco Superior Court. We certainly view him as a public safety risk. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins adding, I don't think that anybody should make any presumptions uh, about his mental state or, or his mental health. A bail hearing for DePap, who faces state charges, including attempted murder, set for Friday. If he's released from custody by San Francisco, he would be immediately taken into federal custody. His lawyer, Adam Lipson, explains the federal government has filed separate charges. A court filing alleges DePap was on a suicide mission, planning to target other California politicians. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. 
All right. Uh, and boy, it's been an interesting few days of news on Twitter. Like, there was all this, uh, all this consternation before Elon Musk was taken over. There's discussion of him coming over about like the moder- content moderation, right? And people being banned or not banned or canceled or all of those things. And as, as I said several times leading up to this, I'm less concerned about that. And I'm more concerned about the experience just being changed, uh, on Twitter. And it's starting to look like. My fears were justified. Again, this is not me throwing up my hands saying, uh, who will moderate the content and <laughs> and keep the bullies or whatever that. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying don't make it suck. I think he's starting to make it suck already. Elon Musk announcing on his newly bought company that the Twitter Blue subscription is going to be priced at 8 bucks a month, an increase of $3 over its current $4.99. Musk tweeting that the service includes priority in replies, mentions, and search, which he says is essential to defeat spam and scams. In addition, users will have the ability to post longer video and audio clips. There will be half as many ads and a paywall bypass for publishers willing to work with Twitter. Musk also implied that Twitter Blue would offer subscribers a blue check mark for verification purposes, a feature currently offered to those at risk of identity theft, like celebrities, journalists, and other notable influencers. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Finally, the chance to be heard, the chance not to be censored by big tech and come up right away at the top of the searches and the replies, so long as you pay $8 a month. Yeah, so long as you're going to fund this, baby. Uh, brother. That's going to be a no for me. Uh, um, all right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? We got, uh, oh, this is good. You ever wish you could go back to college? Just kind of live that college experience again. Maybe you didn't appreciate it as much as you should. You know, once you got into, you know, real life of having a job, a full time <laughs> job. They don't need me in the family. dorms yelling, keep it down. I'm oh, trying this. to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am. Well, at, there was at least one person at the University of Stanford who wasn't worried about that part of it, and they were going for that college lifestyle again. At least the residential part of it. A man pretended to be a student and lived in several Stanford University dorms for at least 10 months. A campus spokeswoman says the university's Department of Public Safety cited him for violating the law the first time he was found living in a dorm back in December of 2021. But that didn't deter him and he kept living the campus life. Since then, Stanford police officers obtained multiple stay away letters but had trouble finding the accused squatter. He reportedly changed dorms several times before they were able to remove him. Tom Graham, Fox News. I have several questions. <laughs> I do, I, good, I do too. <laughs> How does he get into the dorm? So is it? Does he have a? Does he have a dorm room in these places, or is he in the halls? And how does he get access to a? Or does he find somebody who doesn't have a roommate? And does he come in and he's just like, oh, I've been assigned to be your roommate. So hi, roomie. And I got two hundred bucks for you. <laughs> and is he on the meal plan? Well, if you're living the life over there, you got to be on that meal plan, I, right? Do you, do you have some kind of a car? Yeah, that. I mean, if if you can make it work, it doesn't sound like the worst life. Does he? Ha- did he take like someone else's student ID, and that's giving him access to all this? All good questions that I don't have the answer to. But we can look into it more. Like, what but dorm is he just freely walking of, into? A lot of months. 
a lot of months of doing this and and getting away with it. Jeez. And I assume not going to those very difficult Stanford classes. I'm sure. No, if you want to live that campus so you, life, you go sit in the back of that lecture hall. I you sit there and earn it. <laughs> got a feeling you wasn't doing that. Uh, well, big uh, big music tour news, and no, yeah, this is, it's it is. not. It's not coming to Lincoln. No, with Kansas not, City going to be close. Not coming to Omaha. I already know what you're talking about. Hitting all it's the NFL stadiums. Not coming to Fremont. Okay. Not coming to Gretna. Maybe the Madison County Fair. Who knows? Uh, yes. The the Swifties. Yeah. Here you go. Here, here she comes. Taylor Swift is making history and heading back on the road to thank fans for their support. The pop star unveiled her latest tour on Good Morning America. The tour is called the Eras Tour, and it's a journey through all of my musical eras of my career. The tour kicks off March 18th in Arizona and is her first since her reputation run five years ago. She had planned a stadium run following Lover, but it was postponed because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Since then, she released three albums, Folklore, Evermore, and her latest release, Midnight, which dropped October 21st and has already made history, commanding all top 10 spots on the Billboard Hot 100 so chart. Stupid. Michelle Polino, Fox so News. All, top, all 10 spots. What do we have? What do we even have charts for anymore? Come on. Well, there's, there's some really good artists that are going to be at, on the tour with her, de- depending on the stop. I saw Paramore's. Paramore's going to be on that first one. You've got well, Girl in Red. Never um, heard of Gail is going to be out there. Zero idea who that is. Zero idea who any of those are, but Paramore. They're very good. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. They're, uh, so going to Kansas City, I think going to Minneapolis too. But I think there's only one. Chicago. It was, it was Chicago, not Minneapolis. All right, either way. There's only one. One it's Like she's starting out doing two nights in Arizona, two nights in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, those sorts of things. Those will be expensive tickets. July 8th in Kansas City. Isn't sort of every concert, though, of everyone who's been around for a while kind of an era's tour i mean that she it makes does it because she makes up, it sound like this unique concept and that's like what every concert well is, they, right? they they do kind of their oh we're gonna play some old stuff we're gonna play some current stuff but like she's been that, there's the reason that she got artist of the decade for the 2010s yeah no i, I mean i know but i mean you go out and you see uh, i don't know the rolling stones and that's an heiress tour too i guess but, yeah, so to speak because they're old whatever <laughs> Yeah, so she's it's, getting it's that. Gotta, she's kind of getting that way too. She is my age, she, sir. She, she's been, stop it. She's been. Stop her first it. album was like 2003. Play, it wasn't. Play the next clip. I'm gonna get mad at you. <laughs> You're old. 2005, maybe. 2006. Jeez. Okay, boomer. Uh, let's see. Last, but uh, let's see. Last, last but not least, this is interesting. I, I always I find these music stream. I know we're in radio, so we're not supposed to talk about music streaming services, but I know people still use them. I, and so, like, I don't know if you guys have ever used, if you have Amazon Prime, you get the free Amazon Prime music service with it, which is a weird one because it's not, the one thing about that one is you just can't, you can't pick an individual song and listen to it like you can, for instance, on, on Spotify or Apple. You've just got to have, it's all, it's more like Pandora in some ways. Um, but the problem was part of the problem was, was their catalog wasn't that big. Well, apparently they're making it way bigger, but you still can't pick an individual song to listen to. I, I, I Amazon guess. Music is planning a big expansion, stuffing their music catalog with more than 100 million songs for members. This will be a huge increase from two million. It's a beautiful day. 
Events will be added to members' shuffle modes without any advertisement at no additional cost. It will also include most top podcasts ad-free, including Wondery's catalog of premium shows. The move comes after customers press the streaming company to get a larger variety of music. Members will be able to upgrade to the Amazon Music Unlimited tier for on-demand access, which has spatial audio along with songs in HD Ooh, and Ultra HD. Oh, Michelle okay. Polino, Fox spatial News. Spatial audio. Right. Ooh. Sounds, sounds like something I don't care if I have or not. I just want to be probably, able to play individual songs. If we're going to do this, let's do it that way. But I got to pay for that one. So just going to... Let's go ahead and I'll you know what? Let's go ahead and use old fashioned radio for that. How's that sound? Listen to my friends on uh B one oh seven three and Red ninety four five and the one oh five three of the bone. Listen to our our, our new colleague D Wayne. Yeah. Over on Red. Mm, that's true. All right, six and four, I gotta take a break. We got uh, Officer Chad in the house. We'll do uh talk with a cop here right after this. LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. They done it. And now LPD needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. 67 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. I don't think I want to stay here today. Can can cops let... (laughs) I probably asked you this already. Can police like listen to music while they're driving in their patrol cars? Is that can you do that? Absolutely. Okay, well I thought didn't know if I had to be quiet for like to hear the radio or whatever. As long as I can hear my police radio. I can listen to my car what's radio. Your, uh, so what's your what you know? What's the what sets the mood for a day of patrol Are for you? you? Trying to start a fight with me and Caleb Brady? <laughs> I, wasn't I, don't know, make I think again. that's what he's doing. I don't know. Just that, no. That's a legitimate question. Look at like, him trying to other. set this up. All right. So my go-to, yeah. 80s hair. Nice. Oh. 80s hair bands. Oh yeah. Now we're gonna play nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's not surprising. Is that what's going on when I've got a green arrow to turn off a of 44th and O right here, and there's a police officer in front of me? And normally, if it wasn't a police officer, I would honk. And I'd be like, we've had a green arrow here for three seconds. If the worst thing you're going to do to a police officer is honk at him today, we're good. I would never honk at a police officer tell him to go. Exactly. I do it all the time. I put well, okay. Well, I know most you of them. You know them. That's very yeah. different. All right, we got, we're, all right, we got to do the Crime Stoppers thing. What do we got? Oh, yeah, the crime thing. Uh, how about exploring the Ford? On June 27th, a white Ford Explorer was stolen from a parking lot near First and Cornhusker, uh, later found at about 20th and B Street. Got a picture of the suspect that we think is the one that drove off in it. They have kind of a really distinctive hoodie. They should be pretty easy to pick out. Okay. Uh, The next one is gas and go with like 18 O's on the end of it. Uh, Suspect on May 4th. Pumped gas at Super C, 33rd and Sheridan, then drove off without paying. Uh, the employee said the suspect had a service dog in the van with him, but the problem is the plates on the van are stolen. So if you know who oh. who the van belongs was, to or who was driving, I was going like to say maybe it was just a mistake, but uh, mistakes happen. Probably not this time. Not a stolen one. All right. Well, thank you very much. Enjoy your music today. Oh, I will, Caleb. <laughs> 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Close you down. Call the traffic hotline, 402-479-1414. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic.
Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. You know, you go through your day, you go to work, you, you go to school, you hang out with your family, you do all sorts of things, and those, you know, little items crop up and they frustrate you. Sometimes they're dumb. But they still frustrate you. The frustration is is real, and and sometimes you fixate on them. You continue to think about them, and you wonder, am I the only one who has this feeling? Well, we've designed this segment to address those issues for you, to give you a place to get them out into the air and perhaps find some people who can relate to you. And in the end, we will all be better people because of our ability to tell everyone what chaps our hides? We open up the phone lines, text lines, and Facebook page for you to be a part of this. You can call now at 402-479-1400, Rickstown Recognition te- Hotline. You can also text to that same number, or you can go to facebook.com slash LNK today, where I made a post this week, which was not utilized by the listeners for some reason, which chaps my hide. I missed one week. <laughs> Caleb, uh, accidentally last week, and then uh, we do it this. I do it this week. I make sure and get it posted. I make a special note to it, and we get one dang comment on this. Thing. Yeah, Phil took so, advantage of it. So we'll uh, we'll get to that here in it just a second. It could be second. meta, just blocking everything. I don't know. Maybe I I posted it earlier than I normally did, and I like seriously wondered the algorithms not put it out as, to as many people if I don't post it at. I had to go I look post for it at one in the afternoon instead of four. I had to. Go, it never Who did knows? show up on my timeline until I did a search. Stupid Matt, stupid Facebook. All right, uh, so let's go to the phones and let's see what is chapping people's hide. Uh, that Paul got in first today, so he about to lead off. Good morning, that Paul. The floor is yours. You want to know what's chapping my hide? Mm-hmm. Halloween candy. Well, the prices are almost extortionistic. What I'm talking about are the sizes. There was a time back when Mark was trick-or-treating, and you'd have real candy bars. And then they went to fun size, which was maybe a third or a quarter of a candy bar. Not bad. Now they're pushing minis on the kids, which are half half of a fun size. What's next? Individually wrapped M and M. And while we're on the subject, I have to call you out, Jack. Oh no! Do you like brownies? Do you like fudge? <laughs> then why the hate on Tootsie Rolls? <laughs> it is a chewy chocolate heaven. <laughs> and another thing. While I can forgive the Indiana Hoosiers Genesis. Who's here? You've been around Mark Bell way too long. <laughs> but your actions in generation collaboration are unsellable. It is a collaboration. You need to let the callers try to answer the question with you. And another thing, Uh-oh. I want to remind you of what you said last May. <laughs> After the nastiness of the Nebraska primaries, you questioned. And I quote, would we be missing the political ads? <laughs> missing the political ads? 
We should be so lucky. Even Helen Keller couldn't avoid the barrage we're going through. I gotta go. <laughs> but he's really been taking notes on the dumb things I've said, hasn't he? Uh, I, I'm. Uh, by the way, I will stand on my position firmly on Tootsie Rolls. That stuff is garbage. Chocolate heaven, give me a break. It's barely chocolate, and it's definitely not heaven. <laughs> Stop. I understand they're serving him an ale. Well, yeah, that's that. That wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. <laughs> All right, back to the phones. We'll go get a little calmer now uh, because we got Debbie next. Good morning, Debbie. What's chapping your hide? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. And morning. There is no chocolate in Tootsie Roll. Thank you. I think you guys you need to look it up on Google. I it is a non chocolate can i don't know what I it is it's them they're gross thank you debbie god I'm glad i have some supporters out there good yeah most disgusting thing but what i'm calling in about is what chaps my hide is how we're going to be going off of daylight savings time oh boy. that is the worst i will i don't know why we can't stay on it year round i know they said something in in congress and i know that our nebraska legislature has addressed it but we still, still hasn't happened. making the changes. Yep. Yes. Nope. And I tell you, it would be nice if we could just stick on one or the other. I prefer to be on daylight savings time year-round. But if it goes to we're on standard time year-round, at least let's stick to something year-round. Yeah. And That's you know what you know what's going to happen. Sunday's going to come around after we've changed the clock Saturday night into Sunday morning. And it's going to be 4.30, 4.45 and getting dark. And it is going to be oh. the most disorienting, depressing thing. We yep, always get yep. this time of year, so I can't stand it. So that's I'm, what chapping my. I'm with you. Let's uh, get I mean, it done before you go, Debbie. Though yes. Tootsie Rolls do have cocoa in them. Okay, I'm with Debbie. Uh, it is that I, is I'm not, not just, chocolate. I'm not disagreeing well, with you. I'm just saying that they do have cocoa in them. It's like diet yeah. chocolate. It's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. That's all I can say. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. U.S. ingredients of a Tootsie Roll are sugar, corn syrup, palm oil, condensed skim milk, cocoa, whey, soy lecithin, and artificial, artificial and natural uh, somehow th- flavors. And in 2009, Tootsie Rolls became certified kosher. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Uh, I just, if that, that's not, they're doing something wrong in, in, if that's supposed to be chocolate. Uh, and then Phil on the Facebook page is, uh, supporting Debbie with a previous call. Uh, he says, I'm with Debbie. What, when the heck is 40th to 56 Yankee Hill going to be open? The Rhodes website says December 22, but surely, yes. Yes, I called you, surely. <laughs> With the weather, can it be sooner? Yeah, they have had good weather to make these things. Mark, this sounds like something that would have affected your uh, personal driving. It did. Yankee Hill, 40 to 56. Although the one thing it does do is it lets me avoid those seven roundabouts oh, there it between is. 91st. Mm-hmm. Mark and- would love it. Mark would love stoplights instead. That's what he wants. Stoplights and terrible four-way stops. That's what you'd like to see? I, I would like to see, at, especially at night, flashing red and flashing yellow rather than What about red the light day, light. though? What about the day? You want stoplights, huh? You want to... You no, I just want yield signs. <laughs> just intersections with yield yes. signs? Yes. Oh, that sounds like... That sounds like that. What kind of a possible problem would that make? Well, you know what would be better than a four-way stop? Four-way yield. That, I mean, that's essentially what you have. It's just you just got to turn a little bit. Well, that's essentially what a roundabout is. 
Yeah, except you've got people that still don't know how to do it. That's, that's there's, there's people who don't know how to drive at all, and we still go out on the streets. We still keep building streets. So, uh, all right, phones. Oh, we got a phone call again. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Rickstein Recognition Text Line. This is what's chaps here, Hyde Wednesday, and let's see what's chapping Mike's Hyde. Good morning, Mike. What chaps here, Hyde? Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. 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 Hey, now this is uh, a little more serious, but I was in Gretna this weekend. Filled up my car for three twenty four a gallon. Ooh. Got back to Lincoln. It was three fifty nine. Jeez, we hear it all the Explain time. That to me. Explain but, that to me, please. Uh, fortieth in Pine, fortieth to fifty six in Yankee Hill. Opening in December. In January, they're closing fifty six to seventieth though. Oh well, there. You, so it's just going to move it, move it to the east. No, I don't know that for sure. But <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay, oh, okay. Actually, Chris Lofgren, Chris Lofgren just gave me the uh, street and pedestrian closure list from the city, since he's our traffic guru. Uh, Yankee Hill, 40th, 56th, scheduled to open December 16th. December, uh, Christmas miracle. Uh, hey, I, I, I remember that year they had Pine Lake closed uh, for like for like six months, forever, and they opened it on literally on Christmas Eve. Uh, and it was like a Christmas Eve miracle. Was that it was 70th amazing. and Pine Lake? Yeah, 70th and Pine Lake all the way down to 56th when they finally opened that up. So that was a miracle. How, are you there? Yeah, hey go guys. Ahead. Yep. Um, how long has it taken to do the South, South Beltway? Uh, not that, I mean, in the end, not that long, I suppose. Uh, I'm just, just asking, you know, just for comparison. Yeah, just under know. two years, wasn't it's it? Been, two, three years. It's, it's been three years, hasn't yeah. it? Uh, just wondering just wondering <laughs> just curious and by the way it, i drive i know it's not totally done but i drove drive over it over like going from 84th down to hickman and i'm like it's looked like that part of it has been done for months but ready to go yeah all right thank you mike for the call that south what beltway is going to be something a few more months mark few more months and we're going to be Another, zipping along that south it could beltway. be november no, November. Have the whole thing done by this current month? You mean there? There was a possibility. The last things I heard again was May of next year, right? I think that's where when they're still expecting to cut the old yellow ribbon. I still have a request in. I would, I, I would like to do the show live from the South Beltway <laughs> the morning that it opens. I'm not sure if they've got a great prime spot. I doubt they want to put us in the median. Probably some safety issues with that. It'll be fine. Um, but maybe they could get us some kind of a, like a tower or something where we could just get like an overhead view. Now, Bishop and I, to really go back to the old days of this uh, show, Bishop and I did, did a show live from the Champions Club across from Memorial Stadium the week that they opened up that double roundabout by Memorial Stadium in the oh, arena yeah. and yeah. Champions Club, because that was the first, uh, I didn't. I don't know. Still don't know if there's anything really like it. But that thing was was uh, when that opened. That was a real foreign concept, and we knew that just watching cars navigate it would be entertaining. And oh boy, was it entertaining! <laughs> that morning, we all we did we did an entire radio show where we just did play by plays of cars failing to properly navigate that thing. I can't imagine. We had Tom people, Osborne come and sit with us for a I while. I can't imagine people would be entertained by a radio show doing play-by-play of people driving across the city, yeah. especially through roundabouts. Girder watch. 
girder watch. Maybe we need maybe we need to have more driving play by play as part of this show. I think that's what the people are Wouldn't asking. It, for. Maybe that in, instead of in addition to Lofgren's duties already, maybe every once in a while we just go live and he'll pick a car on <laughs> he'll pick an individual car on one of the traffic cams and well, we got a red Toyota Corolla, right? 84th and Old Cheney and it looks like they're yeah, didn't use their blinker there but still turning, okay? Might be pushing the speed limit here. I just want them to to uh, get the license number and make it public of the car that's at 70th and Yankee Hill in that roundabout, and they stop to let others go through first. You mean when they're in the yeah when they're in the circle? What, what, no, when they're pulling up and there's somebody coming from another direction, so they stop and wait till they get through. Sad, sad. If if we knew how to use them, they would work great, and Correct. we could just get rid of. A whole lot of traffic lights in this town. All right. Uh, if you got more of these uh, a little bit later on the show, uh, we got we have some extra time at 810, so you can still get in if you've got uh, what chaps your hide thoughts. Uh, I didn't even get to the text line, did I? Do we have some text on there? Yeah, we've got several on the prep page oh, we'll we can get, get to. We'll get to those yeah. at, at 810. I still have a couple that I can bring up as well. So. I've got one, too. What chaps your hide Wednesday is going to continue for a second segment today at 810. Uh, we still have the morning drive before that, though. We're going to count them down coming up here in about 10 minutes. Uh, got another fantasy Huskers keyword at eight ten. John Bishop at eight thirty five. So a lot of great shows still coming for you. Don't change that. Yeah. Let's get it started with number five. Nebraska U.S. Senator Dr. Ben Sass has been chosen by the University of Florida Board of Trustees to be their next president. Despite student opposition and a faculty no confidence vote, uh, the Republican from Nebraska. Recommended on a unanimous vote. It now goes to the Board of Governors. They're expected on November 10th to approve SAS to become the institution's 13th president. So much ado about nothing with all these protests and no confidence votes and and me wringing my hands saying, well, I don't know if I was really wringing my hands, but I was just wondering, is this going to impact the... The president's going to be more than the trustees anticipated when they put his name out there. Apparently not. Apparently it was within the realm of what they expected might happen. They go forward unanimously. Sass has got to pass the Board of Governors now, which I expect that he will. Step down from the Senate in December. And then most likely uh, Nebraska will seat a new governor in January. Very likely that's Jim Pillen. Then Jim Pillen will nominate the new senator, who will very likely be Pete Ricketts. Kind of the way that we had described this thing, really, from the moment that it started happening. Pretty much, yeah. And, uh, you know, Ben Sass. What'll be fast? By the way, we're calling. are we calling him Dr. Ben Sass now? Well, they Is did. That, oh, okay. Yeah. University of Florida has got it on their uh, news I just site. hadn't. Because we've always just called him Senator Sass or just Sass because we've been used to him. We haven't really viewed him in the role of what he is by his education, you know? If he makes me call him doctor, I'm going to make him call me Esquire. <laughs> it's only fair. Absolutely. I, I want it's you a, to be doing that more. It's only fair. Uh, yes, Counselor. Uh, doctor, former Senator, could you please use my official title when you address me? Thank you. All right. Oh, by the way, yeah. Stop, Lori. Oh, oh, Lori, I'm supposed to stop you. Why? Tell her congratulations. It's okay. National Radio it's, Traffic Director's it's Day. It's National Radio Traffic Director's Day. So Yay! I'm congratulating you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's Lori. She does a great job for us. <laughs> She's awesome. She was very confused. <laughs> Take that, Around Dr. Sass. She, slip, she slips behind me once during the show to get our logs every single day. And 
We always say hi if we're off the air, but that was very surprising <laughs> to uh, to her. Um, and then uh, some of the the comments Sass had were were particularly uh, interesting. I thought uh, I got to find the one. Yes, he uh, Sass said um, there's going to be n- uh, no activity in partisan politics in any way. Sass assured the trustees that he in what he described as a pledge of political celibacy. Okay, that'll be interesting to see. Does he have to? Is, does he need to wear like some sort of a politically celibate belt or something? <laughs> the political chastity belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, political chastity belt. <laughs> but you wear it over your mouth. <laughs> it actually goes over your phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a commitment not to give high school graduation speeches. That's oh, what it is, man. <laughs> Honestly, if there was anything that was going to derail it, I thought that might be the thing. That was still weird. <laughs> anyway, there you go. So, uh, Sass looks like he will be the next uh, president of the University of Florida. 1.6 million is what they're expecting his compensation package to total out at. Oh, so he's getting a good pay raise from yeah, the Senate. Yeah. Huh? What's, what do senators make? Two twenty or something like that? Yeah, it's in the it's in the hundreds of thousands. The I think it's under five. So you're probably you're probably in the right range. Um, so yeah, if that's true. If that's true, that's a significant uh, significant bump in income yeah. for him. Nebraska quarterback Casey Thompson's listed day-to-day for the game Saturday against Minnesota. Arm injury knocked him out of last week's game. He held out of practice yesterday. Uh, backups Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers did split snaps in the uh, yesterday. All right, yeah. well, uh, you know... Well, that's where we're at. So, uh, you know, at first I heard Mickey... I thought Mickey's sort of change in tone and what he was saying about Casey sounded uh, significantly more optimistic on Tuesday than it did on Sunday during his TV show. But then I heard from Caleb, and I think I heard from some other people, too, who did not sound themselves very optimistic, who may have had more reason to know. And so I'm not letting myself get get sort of excited uh, because I'm hearing a lot of people say, yeah, it's probably not. Well, it also helps... It helps the team strategically if Minnesota doesn't know specifically the quarterback to prepare for. Right. So if he's not, yeah, if he gives them a little, if he throws them off a little bit by saying, well, he's day-to-day, you never because you it, never know exactly. But let's say you have 10 hours on the week to spend game planning for a specific quarterback. And I'm just picking that number. I know it's very different. But if you know it's Casey Thompson, you spend all 10 hours on that. If you know it's either Chubba Purdy or Logan Smothers, you spend five hours on each of those. If it's those two or Casey Thompson, you see where the numbers continue yeah. to get split up, and someone might may have missed something hey, in the prep. Make Minnesota. Uh, don't say any more about who's starting. Uh, let let Minnesota figure it out because Chuba and uh, and uh, Smothers would probably be kind of different game plans, right? For the Minnesota. Oh, for dog. sure. And but, it's and it's those two, by the way. When when we're looking at who's going to get in the game on Saturday, it's between those two. It, it's not going to be Heinrich Harburg or Richard Torres or Matt Masker or further down the walk on depth chart, Jarrett Sinek. Central, you're really dropping some names. Central there. Nebraska guy. Um, so it's going to be between Smothers and Purdy. And there were some folks that were not impressed with, with Chubba's performance this last week. There are some folks that maybe haven't liked Logan Smothers' arm. These are the guys you got. This is who it is. 
Hopefully you can set up a game plan that maximizes their talents for Minnesota this week. Do you think they'll both play? Yes. Okay. Yeah, if, if you were putting... If there was anyone who was like over or under on the number of quarterbacks Nebraska hat rolls out, the line should be I, two and a half. It shouldn't be one and a half. I'll say, that, I mean, I, 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 I guess I hope they do. I want to give, I want to see what Chubb actually looks like after prepping for a week like he's going to play. Um, because it didn't look like that was happening last Additional week. reps with the ones, a lot more time to talk about game situations, yeah. where you're at mentally. Maybe, you know, maybe even. Health, full health was a little bit of an issue, so that that I want to see. And number two, though, I also do want to see. Okay, what if you say, "All right, forget it. We're going to go a little crazy. And we're going to let Logan Smothers running the ball really be really be an option for the defense to worry about." Because you know, it, and he's got the spirit. He did it against Iowa. Yeah, looked pretty good for a while in that game last year. Sure, he's not going to throw the ball deep. You know, he's not going to be making some of those passes, but. That one play, that first down play, I know it was just one single play, but I remember I was sitting by my son. I was like, he looked pretty fast there. <laughs> here's my on that play. Here's my question on the where the, whichever quarterback is in, to me also dictates which running back is going to be in the game. Oh really? If it's Chuba, I think you see a lot of what we have seen. If it's Grant? if it's Logan, I think you get more Ramirez. Because if you're running that option, you're, you, I think you'll still get Anthony Grant because he has proved he can run guys over, he can be quick. I think if you run a lot of option and you want to rotate some court or some uh, running backs in, I think you get re- more Ramir Johnson because of how fast and dynamic he is. So you have that pair, Smothers Johnson. I think that's not. I, I want to. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see how that looks. I mean, yeah. Give them something they haven't seen from Nebraska this year. That'd be all right. I think we will see that this week. All right. Let's get crazy. Nebraska's a huge underdog in the game. The third uh, the third biggest underdog they've been. At um, least the last five decades. Yeah, it's which is great. Okay, come on. Minnesota's not that good. I think Vegas I, needs to calm down. I don't, I don't think they're looking at Minnesota being that good. I think they're looking at the Whatever. other side. They still have to score points to beat Nebraska by that much. Calm down. (laughs) Number three. Speaking of a lot of points, or in this case, dollars, a little farmland, 117 acres down in Richardson County, just outside Falls City, Mm -hmm. uh, may have set the record on uh, price per acre recently auctioned, online auction. Uh, Previous uh, numbers, center, center pivot land, Around ten thousand an acre, other parts of the state, but this is one hundred and seventeen acres, non irrigated. And by the so, time what's the deal with this land? Why is it? Is it? They're still trying to figure that is out. This is some kind of a John Dutton situation. Uh, what's happening here? Twenty-seven thousand exactly? four hundred an acre, three point two million. Okay, you know way more about this. What's your read on those numbers? Well, it's on a hard surface road. It's not too far from the city. Yeah, it could be a developer, probably not. It's probably a neighbor. It's uh, going to be going ahead and uh, expanding their operation. At least that's uh, one of the scenarios that Peter Salter uh, has in uh, the Journal So what, is it just really fertile ground or something? I'm, I'm yeah. still trying to figure it out. Well, it's probably... Magic dirt? No. Could be supply-demand. There's just not a lot of farmland you can get. That, well, that's that's true, and some farmers have got sitting on a lot of cash. You know, the government payments from the last few years, and if they didn't have any debt... Uh, 
you know, supply demand. Plus, situation. if they went to college, they're getting the uh, the loan forgiveness. Yeah. So, you know, all of that. So, you just the absolute worst. My, <laughs> my gut tells me this is probably something, uh, you know, growing uh, a family operation. It's contiguous. And it also well, probably has development potential at some point. I was year. thinking about bidding on it, but it's too rich for my blood at this point. Well, you know. I had like a $50 an acre offer in it. Well, you're going to have to go to New Mexico or Montana, and you're still not going to get it for 50 Montana? Oh. Hey, John, we, did you say John Dutton? Did you say the Yellowstone Ranch? We got multiple texts that came in and said it was a bid war between Charles W. Herbster and neighbors. Oh, really? Really? Well, that makes I mean, things. If very it was just one text, I would have just said, "Okay, there was a text came in." But it was multiple texts came in. I didn't realize Herbster was farming or had farm operations in Richards County. I thought he was all in uh, run. Well, Rise maybe City. he wants to start some. That could be. Maybe he wants to start some, and now that he doesn't have this lawsuit to worry about, right? Yeah, that thing's settled. I guess. Interesting stuff there. Be fascinating to see what they do with that. All right, moving on. Number one. Word on how the pandemic affected students continues to come out. What is becoming clear is that COVID-19's effect on LPS hasn't been as bad as it could have been or as uh, bad as it was in other schools. The MAP tests. Um, yep. And that's the acronym. Daughter just took those, I think. Yep. Uh, yeah. It shows students did better than uh, most of their peers. That's good. That's good. I mean, yeah, I... I Probably just goes. I think the district itself is is does, you know. I think part of it is just that they do a a good job, but it doesn't mean that there weren't incredible hardships with that whole thing. Doesn't even mean that everything was done right in terms of policy and taking you know doing the remote learning and all of those things. Um, But I think it's probably a sign of of a pretty generally healthy school district in terms of preparing kids going forward. At least that that's been. It's been my experience of being a parent there uh, of, of students at LPS for or a like number of years. Lake, so. Lake Wobegon, Minnesota, where all students are above average. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it, too. God, those standardized tests. Those were the... Taking those things. Uh, that was yeah. Those were the worst days in, in school. I would rather go back to just your regular days. All right, I don't think I really played one number right in this entire thing. I was all over the place, but I now... I haven't paid attention. Is the real... Yeah, Mark just keeps going in order. one. That's good. That's all we speaking, have to do. Speaking of numbers, uh, I found out yesterday that Spotify has over 80 million tracks, 4.7 million uh, podcasts. Okay. Uh, Everybody's 30, 000, got a podcast. 80 million right? tracks, 30,000 playlists, 4.7 million podcasts. But now Apple, if you're a Prime member. Amazon. Am- you're right. Amazon. Thank you. 100 million cuts are available free to Prime members. Um. But they've only got about... But you can't play any of them on... You can't say, okay, I want to listen to uh, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. You can't do that. You say, you've say you got to say, I want to listen to the Rolling Stones, and then it's going to shuffle Rolling Stone songs. And, and eventually you'll probably get to Paint It Black, but if you skip too many of them, you'll get a commercial. Right, Caleb? You get... Com- like, if you skip songs, you get commercials. Yeah, if you, that, yeah right? eventually through there. It's unlike if you... I mean... That's if you're not shelling out the extra money for the upgraded subscription. But, but there's, now there'll just be more songs that they can right. shuffle. And through. no advertisements on this $100 million. Oh, there isn't? Oh, no. okay. I didn't hear Previously, didn't hear they were offered of an ad-free catalog of $2 million, But now they've got $100 million 
uh, in shuffle mode without advertisements and no additional costs. Well, yeah. I mean, it's good because we're all already paying, what, $120 a year already for... Isn't it $139? Whatever we're paying. So let's not act like it's too free. It's part of the bundle that we're all paying for. Yeah, but it's better marketing when they call it free. (laughs) Here, if you give me $20,000, I'll give you this car free. (laughs) Yeah, if we separate the transactions out like that, yeah, everything's free at that point. I mean, it's like buy five. It's the same thing as buy four fireworks for the price of one. Well, yeah, because you quadrupled the price of the fireworks. By see, the way, I, I really see through all these tricks, if you've noticed. Yes. Mark, Mark, I got far enough down in that Peter Salter article. It's brothers David and Stephen Frederick. They farm neighboring ground. Okay. Didn't expect to get in a bid war, but they did with Charles Herbster. Hey. Um, and who who could who wanted to possibly uh, use it or develop it. I, I did not get that far. Thank now you. Now he won't. <laughs> Mark, we've seen you guys, we've seen Herbster in a bid war before. Now it was a little bit different bid war. It was at a fundraising auction <laughs> yes. when he was bidding on some of Jim Pillen's meat product, if I recall. Yeah, I was actually the bid caller for Mr. Herbster <laughs> at that point, and I kept going over to him. It was for, uh, a, I think it was, it was a, a hog, right? A, yeah, a processed uh, hog, and I kept, and he kept, and I, I finally, if he, ever he, he, that up. he said to me, you know, what is this again? I said, it's uh, pork. <laughs> He goes, okay, and, and he bought it. Wait, he asked you what it was in the middle of the wait, bid? Wait. Well, no, he just confirmed Oh, it. at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, Think I, he ever picked that up? I'm sure he did. Or, no, I'm sure he had someone pick it. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I would go myself. I think that'd be fun. All right, it's 7.55. That's it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. You're live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first... Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Yes, it's time for Fantasy Huskers keyword. Uh, you want to know what it is, so you can text it to us and maybe get yourself a pick in this week's Fantasy Huskers competition. Win yourself $50 from Valentino's, $50 from Alumni Hall, a nice $100 prize pack. Text this in to 402-479-1400. The keyword is... Gophers. Gophers, G-O-P-H-E-R-S. Text that in right now. Get it in here in the next few minutes. And uh, you might get a text back that said, hey, you got a pick. And if you got a pick, you got to tell us how many receptions, uh, completions, I guess receptions, but completions uh, that Nebraska will get against Minnesota uh, from whatever quarterback is throwing them. We just need a number. Uh, on uh, on what you think will happen, and we'll be tracking that during the game. Should be fun. Uh, it'll be that'll be that'll be kind of a. It's a little bit of an easier one, Caleb, to to track like play to play. Yes, than, it is. Then points and yards. Yeah, say, okay, in, you're, up in some ways. you're up to this one. You're up to this one. Also, Brent, it is not golfers. It is gophers. Go, try that again because if you don't spell it right, our computer assisted. Uh, our system's pretty smart. It's not that smart. Yeah, G O P H E R. S. Gophers. 
Hey, uh, one more quick note here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be out and about Friday. I would love for you guys to come out and see me. Uh, we are partnering again with the Salvation Army and Hy-Vee for our annual turkey drive. And uh, I'm going to be out at Hy-Vee this Friday from 1130 to 1:30. So I'm going to be at the 70th and Pioneers location of Hy-Vee. So if you're, you know, in your lunch hour on Friday, you want to stop by, say hi. You can make cash or food donations right in the store. We're going to be broadcasting live uh, at two different Hy-Vee locations. We'll also have our stations that are out at the Williamsburg near 40th and Old Cheney location. I will be out there along with others throughout the course of the day at 70th and Pioneers. So whenever it is, if it's at 70th and Pioneers during the lunch hour, you want to get there and see me, or you just want to go to one of the other ones and make that donation. Salvation Army uh, does a great job meeting the needs of families who would like to have that traditional Thanksgiving meal that so many of us have enjoyed over the years, but just aren't able to make ends ends meet. But usually the issue, guys, is getting the turkeys um, Mm -hmm. because they're they're more expensive right and uh they don't have them on you know they're not you can't store them for long periods of time without a huge freezer and those sorts of things and so we would love it if you would make a donation to us for that you can find out more detail on how you can do that if you can't get out to high v but you would like to still help find out how to do that kline.com but i'd love if you came down there to uh high v 11 30 to 1 30 on friday at 70th and pioneers and said hi and hung out with me it would be a good time uh all right so we uh we 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 did what chapter had wednesday earlier and we didn't get to any of the textures and that was my fault we had a lot of callers uh, we had a lot of conversation as well. And so I want to give the texters their due and get to some of their chaps so they can feel like they've been heard and they feel like they, they can, uh, you know, kind of move on mm-hmm. from these issues that they're raising with us. So let's get into a chap here on Wednesday from the Brickstein Recognition text line. Scott, not Jeff, texts him and says, what chaps my hide is how long it takes to put mini carrots in the individual Tootsie Roll wrappers. <laughs> Please tell me you did that. <laughs> Please tell me you did that. Um, Chris in Olathe says, politics stink. All caps. All caps. Yeah. (laughs) OG Steven says, chaps, less than four hours sleep, also not knowing who Nebraska's football coach is going to be. No kidding. This feels, Caleb, we have gotten to the point with this football coach search where I have had, at some point during it, every position possible on what was going to happen. Right. They're predicting. We started the whole thing, and I didn't think Mickey Joseph was going to be a realistic candidate. I thought Trev said, we're doing a national search. I thought they were doing a national mm-hmm. search. I thought they were bringing in. Honestly, I thought they were bringing in Leipold or Campbell almost for sure. Okay? Then a month passes. Things happen. And you would have asked, if you had asked me a week or so ago, I would have said, yeah, I think it's going to be Mickey. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be Mickey. We all said that on the tailgate right. Friday. Right. So uh, so I, I I switched to it not being him, to it being him, and then Saturday happens, and now I'm kind of like, well, there's a shot, you know, w- with a quarterback injury, with the, the schedule being what it is, there's a shot they don't win another game this year, and I just don't think you can... I don't think you can go forward with a hire if that actually happens, putting him as the head coach. And so now I'm backtracking yet again. And here's the other crazy thing. It's just one big circle. Here's the other crazy thing. I said on this show 
the 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 days after Frost was fired and they began the search, I said I would take uh, I would take Campbell, Matt Campbell, and Lance Leipold versus the field in terms of who I thought the next Ooh. person would. That's what I said. Okay, that's what I said a long time ago. I don't think I'd say that anymore. <laughs> and and this is not necessarily what I want, but this is what I'm predicting. Now I have no like Caleb. Is there even like a a a favorite among the non Mickey Joseph candidates at this point? Like I, not not that's who, necessarily out there. Either either one that there's a big groundswell of support for, or one that just seems likely. Like I can't think I can't think who that would be in either of those things right now. I guess you would still go with is it is it a, is it a Randa? I think if you go with a non Mickey, you still factor in. Who would Mickey stay for and who would like to keep him on staff? And you probably so, go Aranda. Aranda. Probably Aranda then. And I think there would still be, a, I still think there'd be enough people kind of happy with that, that one. Is that the, is, is that the best case scenario now for like wow factor? Probably. Cause there's, uh, or is it, or is this going to be something where? Are you still in contention for Lane for Lane Kiffin, even though the Auburn job's open? Are you are you seriously considering Matt Rule? Right. Um, is Mike Gundy coming out of nowhere here, or yeah. Chris Peterson, or you know, uh, Climbing? Luke Fickle? I mean, yeah, know, Luke or, Fickle. Or <laughs> Yes, now Kleiman looks like wait, a more Kleiman looks like a way more interesting candidate than he did when Scott wait, Frost was Luke fired. Luke Fickle, you mean my original number one? Yeah. All of a sudden, late in the year, picking um, up steam. But I completely agree with OG Steven. It is, I mean, it's dragged on for so long that my positions have changed <laughs> over and over and over and over again, and they probably still will once again. Now, one final thing on that, though, Caleb, if they. If it still is going to be Mickey, which I suppose it could, I don't think they're going to let this thing run until after the Iowa game. No, you you do it before Thanksgiving for sure. I I think you wait for him to win a game and you do it immediately if and when that happens. You say we're making the decision here because you're coming off a win and you got it. So uh, let's see. Uh, Marie says Jack wishing Husker volleyball would be more challenging. Hello, Wisconsin. I knew I was going to get a lot of guff for that, but I can only say what I feel. And I was, uh, I was, I was. There had just been some matches where it was like, okay, there is just zero drama, and it was kind of like it was kind of like getting like the uh, the non conference portion of the Nebraska football schedule or most of the games the Nebraska football schedule in like 1995, where you're like, okay, <laughs> this. I mean, we're going to the game, but there's not much. It, and yes, I would kill for those times now, but in the moment, it's just like, holy cow. So y- yes, I am, Marie, I have backed off of that position. I am more than happy tonight against Indiana to have another, and they probably will, Caleb, there'll probably be another random 25-7 to 7 set in that thing. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's inevitable at uh, this point. It probably will happen. They do it every every match now. So no, but uh, and the drama. You know what? And I'm now and, and to Marie's point. I'm also now more than convinced. You've got at Ohio State, and you've got uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota uh, down the stretch in Lincoln, and especially that Wisconsin match on Lincoln on Friday night. The drama, Caleb. The drama will be there in that match as much as there's ever been any match uh, in Devaney Center. 
place is going to be rocking. Yeah, I mean, probably a few. There's probably a few Penn State matches over the year that would kind of had that hype coming into them. But just a if there are more, ones that have more hype going into a game, they're maybe just a small handful. And Not if many. you've got, let's say Nebraska is coming off of as a fan base a win over Iowa in the football game. People are going to be feeling pretty good yeah. going into a, a match where the, they are going to need to be raucous regardless. Yep. Uh, Midtown Dave says what chaps his side is when the sun, usually right before sunset, shines in your house just right and reveals all the dust particles floating around. <laughs> That's hilarious because I have a, uh, again, this is a big time first world problem, but I've got a, uh, I got a nice chair I like to sit in when I watch TV in my li- living room. Caleb, you've been in my living room, so you know yeah. what I'm talking. There's got that big brown chair. It's my favorite place to sit. But it, at any time before, like, I don't know, before like three in the afternoon, the combination of the way that the sun shines in the window, no matter what I do with the blinds mm-hmm. and the placement of the TV, it makes it. And and apparently I don't have a TV that's expensive enough to withstand <laughs> any kind of uh, shadow on it. it. It makes it impossible. Like before 3 p.m., you just can barely see the TV screen if you're sitting in my favorite chair. So our issue is right around 1 to 2 o'clock when the sun's very high. Mm-hmm. The place that I like to sit in our living room and where our window is to the parking lot in our complex, if there's a car in a very specific spot... Off the windshield? The glare off the windshield (laughs) is blinding. So there's about a two-hour stretch where I'm like, guys, we got to have the blind closed on our door. Like I'm to the point where I want to buy one of those like blackout blinds that they have in hotels because it doesn't matter what I do. I can put them <laughs> all the way down. I can put them up. I can twist the thing like crazy, and it is still show. And then like half the shows that I watch, like when I was watching Stranger Things, so many of the scenes in oh, that show, dark. it was so dark. And I would try and watch that show, and I was like, I can't see one thing, anything. <laughs> That's going on right now. They are made to be watched in the dark. In the complete darkness, yes. I've got a chap. Go for it. Um, So when you go to order something, well, and specifically for my parents as they're getting gifts. It was my daughter's birthday a week ago, and so they were like, hey, do you want us to get a kitchen set? I was like, absolutely. That'd be very cool, and she would love that. Hopefully keep keep her out of our kitchen cabinets (laughs) when we're trying to do stuff. Um. So we go find something, and I send my parents the link. When it says no assembly required, and it shows up and there are 10,000 pieces and assembly is definitely required, there is something different about your website than what the product was that was delivered. The website said no assembly required? It did, and I went, that's awesome. That's I don't believe you, but it's phenomenal that you're going to say that, and I hope that's true. Like you're you're thinking, okay, you just snap a couple of legs on the thing, and it's or uh, they they put it together and it just comes in a box, and it's it's got all the the wrapping yeah, around. That doesn't it. really happen. So how long did it take you? Three hours. Jeez. I uh, three hours, man. Boy, there were. The, I was there, so mad at the beginning. <laughs> I think one of those kitchen sets that was. There have been a few things, but I got in a bad habit when my kids were younger uh, on a number of years. Well, you know, it's just kind of the thing you do on on Christmas is you, you if you got a big gift like that, you don't want to put, you know, you don't want to put it under the tree necessarily, and it's, yeah. or it's difficult to wrap, and so maybe even have it unwrapped when they come down or something like that. And so it was always Christmas Eve. I'm getting home at like 
10 o'clock from all the things we were doing on Christmas Eve, and that was when I and started then you gotta put it together. putting it together, and I'd get myself a nice a nice glass of uh, eggnog and turn on the Hawaii Bowl <laughs> and, and start, and then three hours later, it's still not done. And um, yeah, so I, I'm glad for the time being I'm out of that. We don't have too much assembly required. I mean, that's essentially what we anymore. did. I put it together, and then once we got Millie in bed, then I brought it out to where it's going to be. So when she got up this morning, she just went and started playing with it. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so there you go. That is what chaps your hide Wednesday. We give you the opportunity on Wednesdays to get whatever it is that you've got on your chest off of it. Feel better about your day. And uh, yeah, it can be uh, it can be little things as well. So be looking for that Facebook post next week. Facebook.com slash LNK today. If you're not already liking our page, that is a good hub for what chaps your eye Wednesday. So make sure you do that. Plus, you get all kinds of news, podcasts, and the like as well. All right. It is 824. We'll grab a break. You listen to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Urologist Malcolm Byron. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, it's time to talk Husker football with John Bishop, co-host of 1620 The Zone, our sister station's unsportsmanlike conduct. Morning, John. How are you doing today? Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, let's, um, let's jump right in. I, I want to ask you what your reaction was to a, uh, a story that came out yesterday from on three, uh, that was, uh, reporting that, uh, evidently, at least according to this report, there was some interest. I don't know which side it's coming from exactly or how it's working, but that there was some, uh, interest between Arizona State, who's looking for a head coach after getting rid of Herm Edwards earlier in the season, and uh, and Mickey Joseph. Um, the the I think the reaction a lot of people had was, uh, is this something where an agent is trying to sort of do some negotiation in the background by make it making the you know kind of the pumping the market up for the coach? Maybe this is a real thing. I don't know. How did that story hit you when you heard about it yesterday? Assuming you did. Uh, I mean, the first thing I thought of was, I mean, and, and this is this is what happens, right? You have you have some coaches, uh, depending on their place in the market or their interest in elevating their career, you know, their representation is going to be active you know, trying to move their guy's name around and, and make it known that, Hey, here's a guy, here's this, this guy's good. He, he's, he's really good. And, and nothing, nothing creates more interest than when people sound interested in you. Right. I mean, it's almost like a vicious, vicious circle, you know, one person, Hey, I'm interested in this job. And, and then, uh, and the program X might be interested in me. And then all of a sudden, others look around and go, "Oh, hey, hey, that school's looking at that guy. Maybe we <laughs> should look great. at that guy. Must be a great yeah, coach." It, I mean, I mean, and 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 listen, this isn't this isn't a new thing. It happens all the time. Um, you know, Mike Gundy probably did it several times to get himself various different raises uh, when T Boone Pickens was still uh, above ground. So uh, I wasn't I wasn't surprised by it. Uh, I, I know, I know anytime you see, you know, the big splashy headline that your coach, 
um, is um, is interested in another job or is a candidate. I shouldn't say interested, but emerges as a candidate for another job. It, it's it's like ooh oh, oh really, um, but it's all part of the game. It's all part of the game that's being played. And also, it can be. I don't know if it's the case in in this circumstance because it's been very quiet. Uh, on the Arizona State side of things as well, in terms of, you know, the kind of candidates they're interested in. Um, sometimes the schools, you know, if they find if, if will will help leak this information to make their job look more interesting, especially if things might be slow on that front. Mm. So so it's a it's 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 a lot of different things, but it's it's part of the process of, you know, the 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 weird game of matchmaking. Uh, that is college athletics. You, you see it a lot in college. You don't see it as much in the NFL, but there's also more of a strict process. You have to follow certain things because in the NFL, you're not supposed to tamper. You know, you're not supposed to, you know, contact folks outside of their window. You know, there's, there's, but in college, there's, there's no universal rule. So you can operate under however you want. And so this, you know, um, this this modern day version of of Tinder or whatever it is you want to call it um, is 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 the way things go. So I wasn't I wasn't that taken aback by it, to be honest with you, um, because at the end of the day, do I think Mickey Joseph's going to be coaching at Arizona State? No, um, but it's but it always helps a candidate to make it look like yeah. other people are interested in him. And I I, I don't deny that maybe they have reached out and there has been contact. Um, but in some cases it could just, it could just be finding out, all right, who all is interested in our job? Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of people are out there? Let's find out. Yeah. And, and, and just making that initial contact. Well, he's emerged as a candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, it just, I think it, 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 sh- it struck me as odd a little bit knowing and agreeing with everything you said, but, I guess my first assumption was normally the, you know, my assumption was that this was an agent um, for for Mickey or somebody connected with Mickey, you know, trying to make him look more wanted and and more attractive, and maybe he is. Yeah. But that, but the thing that was weird about that is I've kind of had in my head, oh well, you know, it's not, it's it's all about staying here for him one way or the other, which has kind of been my assumption. <laughs> I mean, if you're jockeying for, if if you're playing the game right now, it makes me wonder, oh, maybe it's not necessarily about that for sure for him, right? And now I'm inside my head about that whole thing. I know. Um, it, you know, it's, it, listen, we've been, we've been waiting oh, God. for a month and a half. It's, yes. Or to just see to see something that resembles a traditional quote coaching search. Yes. Because really we've, we've been in this game of limbo forever. I, I mean, we haven't heard any reports, you know, no one, no one is doing this on the opposite side, being in connection with the Nebraska job. There's not a, there's not a, an agent yeah. for, you know, coach Y who is, you know, hey, get my name out there. Get my name out right. there. And right. and and connecting that person with the Nebraska job. Th- those things aren't happening. And maybe those things will happen as this month gets going, but we've been waiting for something to take place that resembles what we've become accustomed to in coaching searches. And if you look at it, has Nebraska 
ever had a normal coaching search? Jeez. I mean, the Steve Peterson one was odd yes. and 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 poorly run. I suppose the one that ended up with Bo was was rather right. traditional, right? Um, but you know, Mike Riley, obviously, that was just one athletic director who had a wild hair, and then one day we're driving to work and we hear Nick Ba and Jason Peters say. Mike Riley's been hired, and I almost drove off the interstate. Um, so, and then of course Scott Frost—that was an anoint. That was that was more a coronation. That was more well, Queen Elizabeth dead. Here comes Prince Charles. Right. You know that. Yeah. So, so it seems like Nebraska's never had a normal coaching search as what we have defined as normal, and so we have to, you know, adjust and see what happens here. But I, I think I, I, I would say this. I call this the month of decision. If we we will either have a really, really, really good idea, or we will know by the end of this month who the next head coach is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, would, I mean, I would hope so. If not, uh, the, if, if we don't know after conference championship well, Saturday with the first Saturday in December, then it's time to, you know, uh, get on the plane and go find Houston. Now. In, in all seriousness, I am really surprised that there have not been yet some, and, and you know, there are people locally who have rumors and you know you don't know whether to believe him but that there has not been like a brett mcmurphy or a bruce feldman or somebody who has got some some sort of information about interest or mutual interest or those sorts of thing and put that out because these agents talk like i don't like it, it that's that almost always happens eventually and i gotta think if they're if they start zeroing in on someone outside of mickey joseph you're still going to hear something like that, like in the next two weeks. I oh, think. you you will, but it, it, again, it's early. It, it it's still early, even though it's November the second, because some of these, I'm assuming, whomever these coaches might be, has their teams on the cusp of winning a division, winning a conference, you know, uh, or, or or whatever the case may be, and they don't want the distraction, so they probably said, "Hey, no, no, yeah. no, you can have conversations." But this stuff better. This stuff cannot get out. I mean, you've right. got to keep this very, very quiet because I don't need any distractions um, as I get my my current team ready for you know this stretch drive. I, I, I tend to believe that Mickey getting the job is still. Yeah, you know, I'm not ruling that out. I guess is is what I would say. No, still, no, I don't think anybody at, should at, at this point. But here's my question for, and and that's a combination of just kind of the way that he's gotten momentum um, among the among the fan base. Kind of a little bit, John, about the way that the university and the athletic department has not been hesitant about sort of marketing him along with the program. Like that's been interesting to me with yep. that whole thing. But my question for you is, and, and it sounds like you agree with me, but like, at what is there a point this season in terms of how the rest of the season goes, where that's just where you just can't it, it it gets so bad, or there just aren't any wins where you you just can't do it. Does that does that spot exist? Do you think? And I know it's speculation on what Trev will or will won't do, but like, can you really pull out if they don't win again this year? Can you in in kind of any Good conscious announce that you're higher. I I I still think you can. Um, How do you do? I mean, yeah, but the reaction. But, but, but though, listen, I mean, but listen, yeah, yeah, I I think, and this is this is again why the last coaching search was was such an odd duck. 
because it was it like I said, it was a coronation. It was a it was a foregone conclusion. And that kind of set a weird precedent. Most coaching searches don't go like that. There will have to be, no matter who the person is, somewhat of a sales job by the athletic director to the rest to the fan base about why this is a good decision. There'll have to be that. Yeah. Even if it's Mickey, because there's because I know there's a there's a healthy number of people out there who are like, no, no, no. Mickey's a great guy and all, but we need experience. We need experience. We need experience. Right. So there's still going to have to be a sales job. And if it goes the other way, obviously, you're going to have to sell it to a lot of folks who think, no, I really like what Mickey did. I like the cut of his jib. I like the way he talks. I, I think he's he's got the right energy. He's got the heart for it. He really loves really loves Nebraska, et cetera, et cetera. There's going to have to be a sales job of of some kind. Um, you're right. It does make it more difficult on the surface, but I've always been. And I, and I, and I knew I was fighting a, an, a fool's errand to, to think that we could just, you know, push the pause button on the conversation until after the end of the season. I really, really, really wanted to say, Hey, you know what? I, I'm not even considering Mickey right now. And this is me back in September. Mm-hmm. I want to see what he does. Yeah. And I want to give him the rest of this season before I really weigh in on whether or not he can be the guy. And there's a part of me that still wants to do that because, you know, this idea. I mean, can you imagine, Jack, what the columns and what the talk would have been like around here if Nebraska had won on Saturday? Yeah. Right. There's a part of me that was going to be on the watch for them hiring him this week. Exactly. And you're just talking about the result of one game, one game. That's why I, 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 I I hasten to say that, you know, and, and the other side of the extreme is, is it really fair to judge Mickey Joseph on these nine games with a team that he did not really construct? I mean, he did bring in, you know, he helped, he helped with the, some of the guys in the portal, like, like Thompson and Palmer. But, but really, this was not a roster of his construction. This was not a mess of his making. And yet he's the one that's thrown in there and we're supposed to judge him on, on what nine games are. That's why the, the part of the process that we are not privy to is the most important pro- part of the process. And that is what is Mickey when, when Trev Alberts eventually asks him if he hasn't asked him already. What's your plan? We're not privy to that. Yeah. You know, Mickey's not going to Mickey, Mickey's not going to say that right now, but that's part of it because that's that's what that's how that's how Trev Alberts determines, all right, is this guy ready? And, and I've said it, I think I even said it here on this, what 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 Mickey is doing right now is the easy part of coaching. You know, it's the routine part of coaching. It's getting a team ready for Saturday. But it's the only part that we all get to see. The hard part of coaching, the hard part of running a program, the hard part of building a championship team is all the stuff that happens away from the three and a half hours on Saturday. And that's the part that, you know, Mickey A doesn't have as much experience in as maybe some of the other candidates. But also, we don't know what his plan is. And he's not going to he's not going to do his job interview for us on Tuesdays at his Mm -hmm. press conference. He's going to do that in a one on one with Trev Albert. Right. So I know it's a, it's, it's kind it's, of a roundabout long way and really a non-answer to your question, but you know, that's, that's part of the, the push and pull of, you know, thrusting a guy into a situation that, you know, was, was a, an extremely difficult task and one that's very much unfair to truly judge someone's worthiness as a candidate 
just because, you know, a couple of guys get hurt, and now all of a sudden it looks like you may not win another game this year. I, I feel like he has to have made this decision, but I guess I don't know. But I wonder if Trev knows, it, is it have is Mickey going to be the guy? Is Mickey absolutely not going to be the guy? Or is he like a safety pick right now? Or are you really truly waiting to see still? Like, when do you, you've got to get to a point at some point in the season where you're not waiting to see anymore before it ends, right? Like, right. You, you don't get down to Black Friday and be like, well, this is it. We've gotten this far. Win, he's in. Lose, he's not. Like, you just, I mean, I can't imagine that's what, what Trev would really do on this. And, and, and so I continue to think if they're on the side where, he's you know he's leaning toward him uh or very likely to do it there's a part of me that thinks okay if they you know if they pulled off an upset this week or they get a win against wisconsin you almost have to strike while the iron's hot and just announce it as soon as possible if that's the case like if you're there and part of it too is you know part of it too we don't know and because it's been radio silent and i don't know which end of the extreme i fall on not that I would fall 100% on either side, but is this radio silence on other candidates that Nebraska, the interest in the Nebraska job isn't as great as yeah. you think? Could it be? Or that? is it Trev Alberts is running a really buttoned down operation, right? Yeah. I, I'm, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Or he's right? got somebody like very, and so there's not a lot of other chatter because he's got somebody. Right. right. And that's, and that's possible and, too. Yeah. That's possible too. So, uh, it, it's, it, it, I don't know. This this month is going to be very interesting, John, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy because I was talking to Caleb about this at the beginning of the show. I, the, the days after Scott Frost was was fired and, and Trev talked, I I didn't think it was going to be Mickey. I really latched on to what Trev's saying. It was going to be a national search. Um, and then as time has gone on, I started to come around and think, yeah, it's probably going to be Mickey. Now I don't know where I am. And if it's not Mickey, you know, like I would have said at the beginning, I probably would have said, well, I think it'll probably be Leipold or, or Matt Campbell if it's not Mickey. Now, if you ask me that, like, who is my most likely person, non-Mickey person to get the job? I don't even know where to start on that anymore. <laughs> like, I have no well, again. And, I, and it feels like it's gotten way we, less clear because partly because like you, we, we've watched these guys not be perfect. Some of the candidates, right. but well, we're waiting. We're waiting for that confirmation from a Brett McMurphy, uh, Stuart Mandel, and Adam Rittenberger, whoever pick your national college football writer, where you actually have some names. And you see names next to Nebraska, right? We're waiting for that and then figuring out, oh, okay, I, uh, I'm, I, I like that guy or I like that guy. And I know, I know, you know, there's obviously been some popular names out there, but until it, you're almost waiting for confirmation that there's at least been some interest or, or talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, and then you go, okay, well, then this is my candidate or this is my candidate. And right now, of the known candidates, the actual known candidates, there's only one name out there. Yep, yep. Oh, man, if it's going to be a whole nother month of this, John, I'm going to lose my mind. I, was, that, I mean, that's. I mean, it is. We should have known this. I mean, this I know is a, you're right. We saw it a half month wait, but we knew it Jeez. was going to last. Uh, yeah, and obviously, we would have loved to have had it where Mickey just you know runs the table, wins all nine games, and makes it plainly obvious he has to be the guy. Yeah. But we knew we weren't going to get that either. 
All right, John, uh, have a good show. Uh, we'll see. Maybe, who knows, maybe there'll be some news by the time you go on the air at 2. We'll talk to you next week, all right? All right. There you go, John Bishop, 1620 The Zones. On Like wrap up the show, tell you about Fantasy Huskers, give you a preview of it tomorrow, next on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Neurologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. What do we have for our uh, fantasy Oscars picks? How many completions for Nebraska? We went football? higher than what the group had been before. Oh, Tina says 22. Chris Nolatha says 20. Okay, I still think maybe a little low, but okay. Tomorrow, ticket Thursday. It's Thursday. We've got Nebraska-Minnesota tickets. I think it's time for a current events quiz. Ooh, bring it back. I think back. it's time for a current events quiz. It's been a couple of months, so uh, I'll be working on that today. Uh, Greg Sharp, Go Lincoln. Going to be a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln. 